0: You've got a theme song now. I don't know if you can hear it because you're not wearing a headset, but uh, we've played John Mayer's Something About Olivia for you before, and Nick Marano decided to play it for you again today. Oh, thank you. Okay. Um, Let's talk housing and uh, Chrystia Freeland announcing yesterday, and Nick, we can actually play that. Uh, Chrystia Freeland, Deputy Prime Minister and Federal Finance Minister, announced $1.2 billion, which would be used to backstop the creation of a future thousand new rental units for the city of toronto together these seven great new rental projects across toronto amount to a 1.2 billion dollar investment through the rental construction financing initiative this is an investment in the city of toronto and in the people who rent homes in this great city so, Olivia Chow, I'm actually looking at the addresses for these rental units, and I was not aware that we had this kind of stuff in the pipe. Is this an established, like, do we have plans for these buildings? Do we have uh, developers who are going to be building them? What's What's the story?
1: Yes, uh, this is a low-cost financing. So right now, rather than paying 6 or 7%, uh, to the bank, uh, you, it is like three percent to CMHC, so it's a uh, low-cost financing. Uh, you pay hundred percent of it back, which is good, I guess. Um, and uh, yes, uh, Canary Wharf is one of them. It's all built; people are moving in. So uh, this program has been around for a while. Uh, just the minister. Brought it together and said, "Here we are. Um, we want to do more. What would be great is uh, she, if she allows Toronto to batch all our applications together and do one submission. Because right now it's, um, it's individual submissions. Sometimes it takes a bit long to get an approval for uh, uh, f- to, uh, to to get the low cost financing. But if you talk to the nonprofit organizations now, that all of those projects we've actually the city, provide $40 million of grants and initiatives. Those are hard cash. So that either, uh, because some nonprofit organization can't afford, even if you give them low-cost financing, they still need a bit of a grant to get things started. So we provide a bit of a grant. Uh, we also provide incentives like no levies, charges, development charges, all of those things to make it more financial financially feasible for them to move ahead for the nonprofits to move ahead so yesterday's announcement has nonprofit groups have Toronto community housing and uh, which is the summer view one and um, three or four non uh, sorry private like dreams uh, Tridell um, etc there are quite a few developers that are building those those uh, the, the announcement yesterday. Yeah. You announced
0: uh, a while back a fairly ambitious housing plan and the idea there is that the city will act, if I understand this correctly, as its own developer. That leaves me a bit foggy on exactly how that's going to work. I Are mean, so, you going to create a corporation? Are you going to create a housing czar who's going to supervise this? How is it going to happen?
1: So there's a combination. We announced a roadmap for 65,000 units yep. of housing and uh, we have also identified the land available, and we're saying, come partner with us. But what we'll do is we'll do five sites and test it out. So it is um, both the city, which is a small number, nonprofits, and private. We're all <laughs> it's okay. got all hands on deck. We're sure. all doing it together. But, but how can me. do it faster? Yeah. Now, already we are building. In one of the announcements yesterday, is the Toronto Community Housing. So if you look at Regent Park, you look at um, uh, Lawrence Heights, going to happen. Region Park has, and Alexander Park, if you go a corner of uh, Dundas and Denison, there's a big building going up, right? So uh, the buildings are built by... Tridel, but uh, the land belongs to the city. Who owns it? The city. So we're not actually going to lay bricks. Right. We're actually going to own the building, so that it won't get flipped. Then we can keep the 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 rental units affordable forever. It gives the security for people, and in fact, the city of Toronto have built thirty two thousand units of housing. Uh, from 70s, 80s, and early 90s, so it's we've done it. Many times we just stopped for three decades. Sure. And okay. we're going so, back. And what is our
0: timeline? I mean, what horizon are we looking at for the, I know you were saying. In the
1: next that... two or three years, three yes? years uh, okay. for the early starters. The early start if we get all the financing ready. is about 17,000 um, units we're building. And the entire 65, we're looking at a seven to eight years time frame. Now, we need the federal government to do more than what they just announced yesterday. We need yeah, them. Yeah, only need 34. $4 billion dollars more. <laughs> uh, financing. Yeah. No, no, no. It's about only only 500 million per year. No, no, no. Financing is you lend us money, you get the money back. It's just like a bank, right? Low cost financing, which was being announced. That's the foundation of our housing program, which is great. Uh, so, in order to build, we everybody don't just go spend cash on building a building. You borrow some money from the bank. In this case, we got lower interest rate, which is great. But wanted, yeah. the federal government and the provincial government also need to provide some kind of grants because a lot of non-profit are saying, like Good Shepherd. Last night, I was at the Cardinal dinner. I met with people that belong is part of the board of Good Shepherd. They got the land. They've raised $6 million dollars. They're ready to build, but they need just a little bit of funding from the federal government through the Rapid Housing Initiative. So uh, we hope that will happen and hope happening soon.
0: I want to ask you about a few other files to take advantage of your presence. One would be uh, we've had a, a spate of people being run down uh, on, on the streets of Toronto. Uh, this doesn't exactly match with uh, Vision Zero.
1: No, uh, the one that was the, the homeless people being dragged—it's just yeah. ooh, that's tragic. Well, it always happens around this time of the year because dark <laughs> darkness come right. earlier. Yeah, the, the the schedule is all confusing, and uh, so what we did at the last council is to lower the speed or allowed neighborhoods to apply to lower the speed limit in their area because some small residential road becomes uh, people do using it as a shortcut and they go really fast and then the kids would dash out right. and then get hit right or a senior crossing the street we've known that if the, if you are driving if the car is slower the chance of death is much lower right. also. But a lot but, of
0: these accidents are cars making turns or trucks right more frequently. Turns.
1: That's right. So we um, we notice when trucks make a right turn, they have a huge blind spot. Even if they check, they can't see the, the, uh, on their right side. There's a big blind spot. So we are saying that we should ask all the trucks to put Side guards because right now if you if they bang into you while they're making a right turn Let's say you're standing in that corner you on a the, bike the wheels. You, yeah, you bounce off and you don't get killed but if you get whipped under the truck, where the between the front wheel and the back wheel, you you're gone. So so many deaths. If you look at um, Europe, um, the European Union mandated it twenty thirty years ago. There was a sixty percent drop in pedestrian death. So it's something that is all around Europe. Even in Asia, is just in North America. We don't have trucks. That have side guards on them. They're cheap to do, aerodynamic, safe fuel. And so we are saying, if it's City of Toronto trucks, let's retrofit them. And we'll ask the federal government to mandate side guards on trucks, which will save some lives. Because we've seen some men trucks. Yeah. Yeah. killing people. Yeah,
0: One hard. last file. I was curious about your reaction to the report that came out yesterday from the Daily Bread Food Bank yeah. on the use of food banks. One in ten. One in ten.
1: Oh, my God. I mentioned it last night uh, at the dinner. And these are a lot of them are kids. They're working. It's just they don't they don't have enough money after they pay yeah. rent. And, well, Neil but, Hetherington was telling us that
0: some of them are, you know, they have university degrees. Uh, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We've uh, done surveys of people that are on Ontario uh, Ontario Works. There are good percentage, like a third of them have university degrees. It's just they don't have affordable daycare, so they can't or childcare, so they can't go back. They can't get to work. Um, so it's a whole host of things. Building affordable housing, not just housing, affordable housing, because right now there's like eighty five thousand household waiting for affordable housing. Ten years wait, my God, your kids will have gotten old. A lot of them are families that use the food bank. So build affordable housing. Make life affordable, whether it's childcare, uh, community centers, all the things. And library is free, so use the library. It has internet. It can print things. So um, we're very, very focused on it because uh, it's difficult if you if you're a kid being moved from school to school to school because your mom has to move from one place to another place, and you never end up having friends. And you don't grow up in a most healthy way. And if you're hungry, you can't learn. So, oh, we also have a children's breakfast program in school. Let's expand that also.
0: Okay. Nice to see you again. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Toronto Mayor Olivia Chow.